Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 164 of the Average Cheese Podcast. It's the two average cheese heads for episode 164. Thanks to Rhonda and the folks at RM Management. Thanks to Dwight at ddgcustoms.com. And thanks to Dan and the folks at Bob Anderson Builders. It's number 64, and you know when Peter isn't on, and even when he is on sometimes, we don't even do a number. We're not doing 64. We'll <laughs> leave it. <laughs> if Peter wants to do it when we get to episode 264, he can do it then. Or we could, I don't know, retro it in the next episode. Or... Yeah, ah. we could go 64, 65. But <laughs> if it ain't Jerry Kramer, I don't know who the fuck it is. And I know you didn't hear that quarter hit the jar, but every time we cuss, there's a quarter in the jar for Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Wisconsin. Did you I, hear it? No, I didn't hear it either. I saw you drop it in, though. I don't know what's going on with that. The doggone AI is working too good to edit out the sound. We got to go back to the old school shit version of... I still pull out my quarters in my jar. I still have mine, too. So it's still there, friends. The jar is still there. We still cuss, and we still put quarters in a real jar. Yep. For charity. Until we figure out the technology to scan each swear word and then have, like, an AI-generated coin... Maybe soon. We have more announcements that may open up. We that. do. We've got announcements, and here comes one. I will let you run with it because this is your, you know, your dog and pony show, but the average cheese is now official. How so? You tell me, sir. How are we official? We are incorporated. Nice. We are a limited, what do they call it? Limited, limited liability. liability corporation. And we're trademarked. That's right. No one can steal all our all shit. Who wants to steal our shit, fuck off. We're going to have a little cool little TM. There will be lawyers, people. You try to oh, steal, yeah. our, steal our trademark. Trademark, we're official. Yeah. Look we're at us growing up. We're going places. Yeah. And that comes from Todd and I were asked to be a part of a network, have our podcast be a part of a network. And we realized like, wow, we don't have any protections in place for this amazing podcast. Right. And we need, and we need some. So now we have some in case the next network comes along. And asks us to join. Exactly. What would people do without I us? honestly have no idea what they would do with their lives. You're welcome. Counseling or something. All right. Clay Matthews announced your guy will be inducted into the Packer Hall of Fame. We've talked about whether he will make professional football Hall of Fame. Do you think with him and senior, maybe, would that be a thing the NFL would do? Put father, son into that class? Does it help Clay Matthews, former Packer, that he may get in with a family member? What do you think? It might help both, right? It kind of resurfaces his dad as being relevant, which, by the way, he should be in no question. Peter would He's say the same thing. I read something on his dad. By the way, they both played 10 years. 
think his dad had 80 some sacks and Clay had over 90, 91 and a half or something like that. His dad statistically at his position in comparison to others who are already inducted in the Hall of Fame, he ranks like eighth and he's not in. It was something weird like that. And he you played know, inside and outside. Right. So you're not going to get a ton of sacks when you're playing inside. Like he played all over. And consequently, so did his son. Remember the year that Clay had to move inside? Yes. And we Probably begged them to bring him back as an inside linebacker, yeah. remember? But yeah, it would be something. I think it kind of benefits them both. Definitely Clay going into the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame is going to stir up things with the NFL Hall of Fame. He should be on the ballot at some point there. When his name surfaces, I think it's time. That is dad. That, that would be super cool. Like, could yeah. you imagine the ceremony there? They're both getting their gold jackets at the same time. You ever watch the shows where they they go and they do the and they show up? Yeah, man, I watched one on Andre. I'm getting off on a tangent, but the Andre Johnson one was really cool. Okay. But could you imagine if the NFL set it up where they were like, "Hey, make sure that they're on vacation somewhere." They walk up on them with the gold jackets. That would be fucking sick. Hopefully, it happens, and and it should. I honestly believe that both of them belong there. Peter and I talked about the new defensive coordinator hire. You weren't there for that. So any initial thoughts on Jeff Hafley, the new defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, replacing your favorite Joe Barry? Right. Well, any replacement is going to be an upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. I literally had to look him up probably just like everyone else. The way I, I sort of look at this, you look at the track record and stuff and like the recent stuff, not great at as far as how Boston College performed and whatnot. I think this was a relationship that LaFleur has had with him for a long time. I think they've been friends. I think they kind of came up through the ranks and in parallel um, career paths. LaFleur has had him in his hip pocket or back pocket for a while as a name like hey if things kind of go south here i know who my guy is i just need to wait this out but i think that he's had him as a name to pull out of his back pocket for quite some time youngerish guy wants to switch to the the four three right yep why not the packers have played the three four since like 2009 eight when did dom capers start coaching with the packers it's a freaking eon ago so he's hired some new guys too, right? So Jerry Montgomery, gone. Yeah. I mean, the Packers said that the guys that were there under Joe Barry were welcome to go pursue oh. their, you know, other positions elsewhere. Well, they always are, aren't they? Unless they're... I'm guessing they told them that you're not coming back. It's unlikely that you'll be back. Like, good luck? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. And goodbye. Uh... We're not firing you, but you should probably look for a job. We're going to hire someone else because you didn't do a good job. Because you sucked. Yes. Yes. Yes, you did. At your job. And that's why you're not coming back. It's, it's time for a change. I think it's super interesting that Joe Barry replaced the guys that the Packers hired for the linebackers job. Yeah. We switched. Yeah. Swapped. We just like wipe swapped them. What? Are the Dolphins thinking what they want to do is give up 70 again, right? That's what they want to do. They're going to put Joe Barry in charge of the linebackers. They'll be fucking clueless for half the season. They didn't wait around. It almost seemed like they were waiting for him. Like, dude, we got a plane ticket to Miami for you. Can't wait to have you. We're not interviewing anyone else. You sucked in Green Bay. Welcome to Miami. Good I mean, luck with that. Probably not a bad position coach. Right. He clearly couldn't coordinate the whole deal. 
Who knows? But the entire scheme, the game planning? No, thank you. No. No. I wouldn't even want him on my high school team. Kids would be running all over the place. It looked like peewee football out there. Anyway. So I'm glad I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I think it's interesting that they, they've hired a 4-3 guy. We did talk about the 4-3 and the Packers possibly playing the 4-3. Minus the linebackers, we're going to need some linebackers to play the 4-3. But most of the guys that are on the edge with the Green Bay Packers should be able to put their hand down. And if not, we'll go draft some dudes. Yeah, exactly. All right. This episode is like, should they stay or should they go? Packer roster, unless you want to talk about anything else. Did I miss anything else? That Nah, fuck it. Clements is going to return. I, I thought that was kind of important to note. You know, he came out of retirement. What was it, two years ago now? Yeah, two. Yeah, to work with. He came back. I think the only reason he's, I mean, I'm sure he's probably like, just let me fucking retire already. Probably just keep throwing money at him because the situation dictates that they fucking need him. Now, with a, a new quarterbacks coach in, in, what is it, Mannion? Mannion is like the assistant to the assistant quarterbacks. He's like way down the fucking list. Either way. He needs to have somebody like Tom Clemens around. Agreed. Right. He's yeah. got to be around for that. He's got to make sure that that whole, and by the way, it's, it's going to be Jordan Love's second year, which is kind of a big, you know, it's not second year as a pro, but, but second year as a starter, as a starter, right. Mm-hmm. You'd probably want to keep that ship steady and he's going to do it. Yeah. And then hand the reins off to man, you know, whoever, or whoever it's going to yeah. be. When you've learned how to coach quarterbacks, playing quarterback and coaching quarterbacks aren't the same thing. Here is the Packer roster as of right now. We're going to talk about free agents and guys we should let go or re-sign. But right now on the roster, right now, with no free with all the free agents that might be on the Packer roster, that have, here's who's left. Quarterback Jordan Love, quarterback Sean Clifford. Running backs, Aaron Jones is still under contract. Emmanuel Wilson is still under contract. Fullback Henry Pearson. Is on the what roster for now. Who's that? Henry Pearson played in a couple games. He might be DeGuara yeah. Jr. Wide receivers, you know, this is a young group. We know these guys. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wiggs, Malik Heath, Samara Toure, and Grant DeBose are all under contract for next year. The tight ends are young guys. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Ben Sims. Offensive line, Rashid Humper-Walker, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, Caleb Jones, maybe. Luke Tenuta, Royce Newman, and David Bakhtiari. Defensive line, Kenny Clark is still under contract, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Carl Brooks, Colby Wooden, and Jonathan Ford. Not too bad. Edge rushers slash now defensive ends. Oh, that's right. Rashawn Gary, Preston. But no, wait, hold on. Will they change that? They will change that title. Yeah. Wow. They're playing the 4-3. There's no longer an edge rusher. There's no longer right. an outside linebacker. The outside linebacker will be one of the three guys right. who are back there. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Inigbari when he comes back from his ACL, and possibly, as we talked about last week, Brenton Cobb. Linebackers, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, Christian Welch. No idea who the fuck that is. It's a little bit slim. I mean, I know we're having a, we're going to draft some guys, but geez. Cornerbacks, Jair Alexander, Carrington Valentine, Eric Stokes. Yeah. Safeties, Anthony Johnson Jr., Zane Anderson, and Benny Sapp III. Mm. Yikes. Kicker. mm -hmm. Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Hunter, Daniel Whelan, and the long snapper, Matt Osrich. 
now we're on to the guys, Todd. I'm going to ask you first. Of these unrestricted free agents, A.J. Dillon, Josiah DeGuaro. I'm not even sure why I'm saying his name. Tyler Davis. Right. Not there's sure a few players that are so bad, you can't say their name. Right. John Newman Jr. Gora, like, I can't even, like, I just did, but. Of those guys on the list, plus yeah. Runyon and Yash Nyman, do any of those guys come back at any cost for you? The only one that I would say maybe, maybe a 50%, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, is Runyon. Now, he had a rough go at it. And we talked at, you know, over and over. Almost every podcast had Runyon's name running through the mud. Horrible. At the end of the year, and maybe it was because the snaps got limited, that arrested, who the fuck knows. But as a starter, you're supposed to play the whole game. My point to that is he did seem to play better at the end of the year. Maybe the last four, five games. Then again, they brought in Sean Ryan, and that might be the exit strategy on Runyon. But it would have to be dirt cheap in like a year in order to even like consider that. He's played in the system a long time. Those guys, he, he's serviceable. It'd be hard for me to, who's going to be, who's going to back up Ryan as far as depth? But maybe, you know, if I'm running, I'm like, if, if I'm going to be a backup, fuck this, I'm out of here. Like, if you don't want me back and Ryan's going to replace me, then I'm out. And that's probably what he'll do. Someone is going to pay Nyman more money than the Packers, I think, are Oh, yeah. Really, that high-performing, let's just say, underwhelming, is over. That's as far as he was, you were ever, like, at his very best, that's it. It's over. He's on the downward side. He mentally checked out of Green Bay because he was like, fuck it, I'm never going to be a starter here no matter what I do. I don't bring any of these guys back. None of them. Dylan DeGuara, Davis, Runyon, Nyman, I don't bring any of them back. Because the 13 cents I'm going to give to John Runyon, he's going to get a better offer than I'm going to give him. The defensive side of the ball, unrestricted guys, Eric Wilson, Christian Welch, Zero Fox, Corey Ballantyne, Darnell Savage, Jonathan Owens, Rudy Ford. Oh, man, those last three, safety, safety, safety. Right. So where do you think we're heading in the draft? We'll have to ask him more specifically at some point. Like, who do you like there? I 100% bring Zero Fox back. I think he's earned a big contract he might get some larger money elsewhere but i would try to sign zero fucks i can't believe i'm saying this but is, is zero fucks a starter yes he's a slot corner starter in green bay you don't think started all season that's, at the slot that's upgradable he's he's had some he had some bad games i'm it, telling you what i think inconsistent on defense do i want him back there on kickoffs fuck yeah every time Christian Welch, by the way, is like a homegrown talent. He's like a like a story. Yeah, he's a linebacker, and he, he got some reps on the special teams at the end of the year. What I, mean, I bring him back, I don't know. I mean, sounds like a good story. Eric Wilson, I think, like we talked about, when he recovered that fumble, you bring back Eric Wilson. They're going to the 4-3. He's played inside in Minnesota. I mean, he's recorded over 100 tackles on, in a season. He's he, he can back up anybody there, and he's probably someone that you want on special teams. I would take Eric Wilson back on special teams also. I think you need veterans and you need guys that are willing to do the dirty work. I think Eric Wilson was that guy too. Oh, I'd take Ballantyne too, by the way. He wasn't terrible. You have to have Corey Ballantyne back. He shut down, uh, what's his face, from Minnesota? Jefferson? Yeah, he shut him down all on his own. Remember Jair Alexander was out for that game? I thought he was good. And, And like Peter always says too is can't have enough of those guys. He should probably stick around. We should probably, I wouldn't say like heavily invest, but like throw something out there at him. 
You can't go into a season so you made the playoffs and look good doing it in that one game and took the Niners to the brink. It is hard to sell to the Packer fan base that we're going to go out there with a bunch of rookies at safety and we're going to have to pull a bunch of brand new guys at corner. Like that's that's not a good way to build confidence in your defense. I am not against Corey Ballantyne coming back. Darnell? Gone. Fuck no. Absolutely. There's a, Jesus Christ, no. I'm surprised you. The only Rudy Ford, I think, gone. One that I'm kind of on the fence with. Is, what do you think of Jonathan Owens? He's fine. He's a below average player. It depends on the money for him. Okay. I wouldn't be totally against it if the money wasn't huge. He can play the game of football. Is he great? No. Is he ever going to be great? Also, no. But he's also got to know that the Packers don't see him as the guy. They, he has to know that, right? Right. This upcoming draft or offseason, who knows? That's going to be a priority. And he's that's not his spot. He'll probably look elsewhere. And he should, right? Like I'm, He should. I, yeah, he should. So I just wanted to go on Track and see what Keyshawn Nixon's value was. His base calculated value, and it, this can't, this this seems low, is right around three, four million. I take Keyshawn Nixon back at that all day. Oh yeah, I think so. I take the caveat to all these defensive players that we're ripping on, with the exception of Darnell Savage, because I've just fucking had it with him. Is that there's a new defensive coordinator and a whole new scheme coming? It's going to be very interesting to see how some of these players that we've either declines or just kind of like scratching your head, going, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Yeah, I'm very interested to see how a new defensive coordinator with a new scheme is going to influence a lot of that in the other direction, hopefully. Like guys so want to come your back? Head and go, huh, there we go. Corey Ballantyne can play. Joe Fox, is- for example, is more consistent now. Unfortunately like- for those guys, though, they will never get the opportunity to know the difference because they're not on the roster now. They would have to re-sign in hopes that they're, you know, this new coaching staff is going to make them into players or make them better players. All right, let's talk exclusive rights, guys. Caleb Jones tackle. So exclusive rights, guys, they can bring back if they want them. Apparently, from what I the research, I actually did some research on him. Nice. The Packers are super high on him, like from an organizational standpoint. Isn't he like ridiculously big? He's yes, like, he's like 6'9", 370 like, or some shit like that. Again, he's a tackle. That's like a critical piece of your offense. If one or two or there's injuries happening across in, in any of that. You need guys like that that could step in. Is, is he going to be, I would keep him around. A hundred percent. They did the same thing with Yash Nyman, hoping that Yash Nyman would. Yeah. It's almost player. like the exact story, mm-hmm. exact scenario. You keep that body on your roster, hoping that they're going to become a player. Right. And if they don't, you're not really paying them anything anyway. So big, big fucking deal. Daniel Wheeling. For sure. Daniel Whelan is back on the roster for sure. 100%. 1,000%. Whatever it takes. You pay that, man. And it ain't going to have to be much yep. as an exclusive rights guy. Do whatever is necessary. Benny Sapp the third. Why? I guess only for depth, right? You bring him back because he's cost you like, again, special 13 teams? cents. I don't, I don't even know what how he performs there, but maybe a special teamer. And you need guys in camp. You don't have Savage. You don't have Owens. You don't have Ford. You don't have many guys that play the safety position. I say yes. Next on the list, Patrick Taylor. Fuck no. I agree. No no chance. Zero. We're drafting a running back for sure. Agreed. Or two. Bo Melton. Unquestionable. Yeah. Whatever it takes, he's in. He could probably 
He's at the bargaining table. If there is a bargaining table with him, I, I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty slotted, right? Exclusive rights guys are pretty slotted in. But, I mean, he was on a practice squad. It's not like he's – I mean, he came on and he was spectacular. So I'm not saying that he's not valuable because he is valuable. And he was a very key player at the end of the season. Right. He doesn't have a whole lot of legs to stand on in as far as bargaining and, and the goal goes. But you, you absolutely bring that dude back. I wonder if they could do player like for a situation like that. And I don't know if this is possible, but like for someone like him to like get out from underneath that kind of financial agreement, oh, like hundred percent, they can sign up to any kind of contract they want. No, like cut him and then like like immediately resign him back for something else. Not a fucking chance. He didn't spend thirteen seconds. Oh, no, I mean, like that's what I mean. Like only like it's just an administrative cut. Okay, it's unnecessary. They can just sign him. I mean. They have the rights to him. They can sign him to any contract they want if they want to sign him. I think you do whatever you have to do. To, you have to retain Bowman. He might be the number three receiver. He brings a different element that guys don't have. Yes, He's yes. Got a, it's a, the a, most diverse group. Speed guy, big guy, possession guy. Like They've got it all. So we are efforting Ken Ingles, the internet cap guru, and we're going to have him on at some point soon. Peter's been talking to him, trying to find a time, and we will talk to can about these guys but let's talk about them initially because we don't have to talk the numbers yeah we suck at that part so we'll wait for the expert to come on that's why you have ken angles right exactly that's why we asked the man to come on because he's fucking smarter than i am david bakhtiari let's just pretend like the money is no object we're not talking about money do you bring back david bakhtiari as much as it hurts me to say no that's 40 million against the cap. If let's I say the I, money, I know we were going to talk numbers, but that's the number with the injuries. He played one game back right back. They've been very hush hush at the severity of it and the treatment of it and everything else. It's getting up there in age. It kills me to say that it really does. Cause like, there's certain certain players that from a performance standpoint, you have to make decisions on. It's just, it's hard for me to say, but I, I would have to move on from him at this point. Same here. The man hasn't really played since 2020, and it's 2024 slash 25, right? Yeah. The end of the season will be in 2025, regardless of the money. It's what happens with the money, not his money. Like, if you have money to spend on other younger guys who might make something with the league, how many years is David Bakhtiari going to play past next year? Right. And for yeah. me, that's the reason why you let him go. There was a rumor about him going to the Jets, which I could honestly see. They could just complete uh, Green Bay East. Next up is the meatball. Do you bring meatball back? I just get so aggravated even looking at his name. Who's the guy that they brought in? The... From Georgia. The name yeah. escapes me right that's now. Just... It's probably harder for the front office to swallow the fact that they use a draft pick. And maybe they're just like holding on to It's a lost cause in my book. There's zero chance. No Out. fucking way. One of the worst. He had to be the worst punk, the worst kicker in the NFL this year. I don't even have to look that up. Even if he wasn't, he's not good. Right. It's not correctable. I don't think you so. Have, you have the, the highest paid special teams coach in the league, and he didn't unfuck that guy. I mean, in the Super Bowl, Jake Moody, rookie, bangs a 55-yarder. Super Bowl record. Then Harrison Butker. About 10 minutes later, 57-yarder, new Super Bowl record. Could you imagine if the Packers would have been in the Super Bowl trotting Anders Carlson out there for a 57-yard field goal? No fucking way. 
No way. No, no. Like I said, and this is what I think a lot of listeners and, and fans need to understand is that it's not just the, the points. It's not right. just the misses. It's impacting the entire strategy of the fucking game. Preston Smith. Yeah, I think no. Is that a money issue or he's declined in production? Both. I don't think he's worth... Uh, did he have a bad season? No. No. Preston Smithish season? Neither him nor Gary can set an edge. Will he be able to play in a 4-3? Is he a 4-3 guy? I know he doesn't like... He, he probably is going to be relieved from not playing defensive back. He'll probably be happy about that. That's another guy that you, you scratch your head and say... Well, if he's in a different, he's coached by someone else in a different scheme, maybe there's a different result. The years are starting to stack up. Lucas Pass looks like he probably could be a starter coming up. Now him and Gary both play on the right side and Preston's on the left. I don't know if that's a factor. You and I are on the same page. I don't bring them back. You don't bring back a 3-4 edge guy. Now, if you're playing the 4-3, expect him to put his hand down and be more productive in his older years than a young guy who has played the 4-3 or any defensive end who has done this their entire career. I like Preston Smith. He had a very good year, I would say, for the Packers. If I'm Google Coons, I'm looking at the draft and I'm saying, hey, if there's a left defensive end and there's a hot pick and we're up, it's on. Like, I'm doing it, right? If there's a hot pick that just been passed over for whatever, because, like, he just keeps on bumping down the line, I'm on it. And Peter said last week that he likes Colby Wooden to play defensive end. Huh? I mean, that's his size. Like, he playing inside for Colby Wooden, he's yeah. a bit undersized. Why I can't not? argue with our average cheese draft sure. guru. Yes. So, and I won't. Devondre Campbell. No. Money issue, there's age there's issue. Some... What? All of the above. He's at the exit exit strategy for for the career. I mean, he was hurt a lot this year. Lots of injuries. Played injured. Didn't like what was being he asked said, of him. I think he's just done. I know the Packers are going to need more linebackers, right? If you play the 4-3, you now need more guys that can play in the wash. I don't think Devondre yeah. Campbell is that guy. No. I don't think that that suits his skill set. Because you have a younger version in Quay Walker of the same guy under rookie contract. I can't see him coming back. I think that's, a, I want to say, an easy one for me. But I would agree. What about 23, Jair Alexander? Yeah, it was hard for me to list that one. Man, I to have an elite corner like him with the injuries this year, that's a major concern for me. Major. Now, that's rolling the dice. Do you, do you bring him back? experience he's not a leader and we've, we've talked about that a bunch of times about him and Jair just will never be that he's not you're not going to like turn him around one year he's going to mature and like kind of be that leader he's not that's no, not the player he's never gonna be that I, and I don't, I don't damn him for that right no. I, I really don't I mean that's just who he is but there's other issues with you know he doesn't participate in like the, what the they call OTAs it. and stuff it's like like last year he he took like in he chose to, instead of going to that and gelling with the guys and, and all that and showing some leadership as a veteran, he chose to like train in Miami and like just pissed away like 700 grand. I mean, yeah, you're, you're the highest paid, maybe 700 grand to you as the highest paid corner in the NFL is nothing, but what does that say to the organization and the teammates and, and all that, like guys that look up to you and stuff. I mean, that and that's just who he is with all that stuff aside, kind of don't care about that. As far as like bringing him back, it's the injuries for me. I'm on the fence on him. 
it, it could really be – we can't go through another year like that. We can't go through next year with him with that many injuries. I bring him back 1,000%. There's no question. He's your best defensive player. I don't care what you're paying him. I agree with you that he's never going to be a leader. I don't care. The Packers need to not ask him to be that guy because he's never going to be that guy. Jair is all about Jair. All I want you to do, Jair, is to get in somebody's grill and stop them from catching the football. I don't need you to lead. I hope you won't be the opposite of a leader and do what you did with that whole coin toss thing and go out there. That was some craziness. I hope that doesn't occur. But yes, I bring back 23 all day long. I can't even actually believe you have Aaron Jones on the list. Of course, we're bringing him back. I had to, though. He's back. He is the playmaker that he stirs the drink, right? He is that guy that makes it all go. Gosh, yes. I mean, there is absolutely, man, when he came back. Now, again, he is a guy that you look at how many games he missed and he's had oh, some injuries man is that guy on top of his game he, he put the Packers into the playoffs yes Royce Newman oh I god think, fuck no he's not coming back right oh god you bring him back into camp and then you cut his ass when you find someone better I'm better I mean can what you if gain I show about up? what if I show up I'll show up with my average t-shirt and start carving up he's currently on the roster do I cut him I don't cut him until I have something better. There's no reason to do that. He's under a rookie contract right now. He doesn't cost the Packers jack shit. End of the episode right here. Coaches, we know what you think about Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coach. And I was scratching my head today about, like, why he's the highest paid. He's also, there's, like, special teams coach slash assistant coach. Assistant head coach. Right, right. And that's where I'm going with this. Okay, good. Does he add value other than the special teams coach? We talked about leadership and the Dan Campbells and the who are rah-rah guys. Not rah-rah guys, but fiery guy. Is Rich Bisaccia's job to be the hammer on the coaching staff because your head coach can't do it? And is that enough to keep him around then as the special teams coach? No. No and no, because I, I saw LaFleur getting some some players' faces this year. A bit chippy, man. So is Basaccia worth – I mean, obviously, if he's still there as of right now – They're there not must getting rid some, of him. Yeah. There must be some type of value. And obviously, he didn't – you know, we were talking several episodes ago, wondering if he could uh, land a spot as a head coach uh, somewhere else. That's a fruition, for sure. But, man, finishing 26th overall in special teams, maybe they – hire a special teams coach and just keep him on as assistant coach or I don't know, some type of advisor to LaFleur. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's had success. I mean, you look at the guy's career extensive. Yeah. He's been a, a football coach since he was like 23 years old, 40 fucking some years or whatever it is in this current NFL, how special teams are played. It's just not a fit for him. Now, whether he stays on with the Packers and does something else, for values him as a almost like a mentor, mm-hmm. then do it. I don't want to see him drawing up the fucking plan for special teams anymore. And the last one on this list, Adam Stenovich, he's basically a placeholder holder as offensive coordinator, right? I mean, Matt LaFleur is the offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Pack. Really? I think so. Don't you? You don't think I mean LaFleur calls the plays. What is Stenovich's real job? That would be the question then, right? I don't know. What would, what the fuck was he doing all this time? Collecting a salary, baby. Well, you also had Coach Rogers. Yeah. Who called 
his own plays anyway. So there really was no Matt LaFleur or Adam Sandwich. They were just waiting for this year, waiting for him to leave. Right. This year, different story. The Packers will keep Stenovich on for a couple more seasons. Stenovich will get looks other places, just like Getze and all the other clowns that have come through here before. I do think at some point, though, that LaFleur should probably get a new, fresh idea guy down the road. It's probably three, four years from now. Anything else? Thanks for listening to episode 164 of the Average Cheese Podcast. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.